Welcome back to Matt 97. On today's episode, we talk to New York's own singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist, Cisco Swank. Cisco discusses his early years being raised in a house filled with music and knowing he would pursue this life from an early age. We talked through his recent debut album, More Better, as an introduction to Cisco as a fully formed artist, blending genres and stepping into his own sound. Plus, Cisco puts on an intimate performance of his track, Still Trying, live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is not 97. Enjoy. Cisco Swank. Yes, sir. Welcome to Not 97. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Glad to, glad to be here. I feel like it's been a long time coming. It has. It's definitely been like, I've been a fan of just like the interviews and everything. So glad to be here and just be chilling. It's yeah. going to be a good time. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support, definitely. Yeah. Before we fully get into it, do you want to just introduce yourself really quick? Yeah. Uh, who you are, what you sure. do? I'm Francisco. Go by Cisco. I'm um, from Brooklyn, New York. I make music, produce music, and play music. And yeah, just try to make cool stuff with the homies. I feel like that's the goal. Yeah. Basically. It's basically my life. Yeah. I know that you've been playing music for a long time. Yeah. Grew up. Both your parents are musicians. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah. And grew up kind of playing music in the church and, and playing music at home. Were you immediately attracted to it? Yeah. I feel like just growing up, growing up like always around it, I was like, this is really cool. And this is something I really want to do from like early on. I feel like people ask me like, oh, since your parents were musicians, didn't that make you want to be like, nah, my parents aren't cool. So I'm trying to do something else. But I was always like, oh, this is like the flyest thing someone can do. Just like playing the piano or drums or like singing in a choir. I just thought that was super fly. So yeah, from like an early age, like four or five, I was like, yeah, I'm going to just be a musician and make music. Do you think, yeah. you, did you know that your experience around music as a child was unique? I didn't know. I definitely didn't know until like maybe high school. When I was like, oh, yeah, y'all didn't grow up and have, like, mad keyboards and drum sets and microphones and your dad was producing music and your mom was, like, singing. I just thought that was, like, very normal for, like, me and my sister especially. But, yeah, I'm very blessed that I kind of grew up in that environment because now it feels very just, like, natural to me, which I think is amazing. But, yeah. Yeah. I know also, I mean, like, I think growing up with... In that environment, coupled with being in New York, kind of early 2000s, early early 2010s, which is definitely like an exciting time in the Brooklyn scene and the New York scene. Mm-hmm. And I know that you gain a lot of inspiration from that. I don't know. I read, and I don't know if this is true, that like mm-hmm. you took the swank from a Joey Badass song. I did. Yeah. And I was, it's crazy because like I was one of those... I feel like pretentious, like little jazz <laughs> playing like classical pianist at like 12, 13. So whenever I just like listened to or viewed hip hop, I was just like, oh, this is like a lesser music yeah. than like jazz or any other music that was just really dense harmonically or sonically. When I got into high school, I literally heard Swank. I was like, oh yeah, that, that song just changed my life. Then I went down a rabbit hole and then I heard 
like Rigor Mortis. That was also a yeah. by Kendrick. And it was just like jazz influenced hip hop that really like made me love rapping and hip hop and all that in general. But yeah, Swank is and that, that is just, that yeah. song itself was the shift. It was that was a shift. And then I like listened to Swank by Duele, which is like the song I think Lee Bannon made that that beat. He sampled. And then I just got into like early like neo soul and just like that whole thing. I was like, oh shoot. Like I have a lot to learn and digest. But yeah, Swank, that's that's the one. And that's cool because mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a background that's already rooted in like jazz mm-hmm. and even like gospel and soul and stuff and you start diving into that music there's so much of that like root in there Mm -hmm. that it's like oh like you can track the evolution track the lineage straight from what you already playing to to neo soul to hip-hop literally yeah i feel like it's just all a little bit everything i feel like it's kind of like the the salt dude and you just like i feel like i just have a little like smoked paprika a little garlic a little onion yeah it's just like the whole thing i try to mix it up you you mentioned being like traditionally trained mm-hmm. and then also went to berkeley yeah and i know you know i feel like some artists that like come out of music school or come out of being traditionally trained end up somewhat resenting that kind of structure mm-hmm. but i feel like at least now in your music it seems like you've embraced that side and carried it through and made it like a unique part of who you are as an artist but I wonder, like, has that always been a part of your, like, take on contemporary music? Like, is that, have you always taken that traditional training and, like, that's resonated through? High key. I feel like I always have. I'm also just, like, I always say, like, I'm very much, like, a nerd. I'm just, like, a music nerd. I love harmony and, like, ear training and all the little details that go into things. So I feel like I just really loved school, too. Yeah. So just the concept of, like, learning and always trying to build on top of what you made before. So, yeah, I, I was always just, like, trying to, I feel like, just make listenable music. Listenable, dense music. So I just loved, like, learning about chords and harmony. Just being like, how can I make this song or these chords just, like, fit into, I don't know, a pop song or, like, a, a normal boom bap beat or something like that. So... I feel like I just try and make it translate, yeah. uh, which is why I try to do throughout, I feel like, high school and college at Berkeley. But yeah. I think what's interesting about the your record, More Better, is that it feels like a if like if like what you're saying about it being kind of like a you know collection of spices, I feel like More mm-hmm. Better like brought that all together in a really succinct way and kind of like felt like you being able to present, like, this is me, this is my sound in a really, like, clear way. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, like, what the process for you of, like, knowing what your voice is or knowing what your sound is. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing about the album is just, like, a lot of different sounds because it's over, like, some songs I made. I started, like, the song Home. I wrote that in, like, when I was 16 in high school. And then, like, the last song I made in January of this year. So it's like, I feel like it's just like from 2016 to 2023. So I feel like just the music should change along with the person. I feel like I've definitely developed since being in high school, being like 16. But yeah, I just try to, I don't know, try to mesh as many sounds as possible. 
So I just be getting like bored too. Yeah. I like listen to something and be like, I wish it sounded like this or sound like that. So I'll just try that and try to like make it sound as interesting as possible. But yeah, the process was it was definitely fun, definitely like time consuming. Just trying to make something that, you know, is quote unquote jazzy or quote unquote like yeah. indie or quote unquote whatever, but making it not like, oh, he tried to just merge these two together just trying to make it feel like organic i think that was the goal with that you think you ever felt pressure like fit into a genre and then at a certain point you were just kind of like fuck it this is like who i am like some like at berkeley especially i think it was just like a lot of like either gospel or like neo soul like i was just like oh i need to make like robert glasper (laughs) sounding music and i was like oh i can make like like use these chords over like i don't know Something that sounds like Steve Lacey or something that sounds like, I don't know, like anything, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be just like a, a backbeat or, you know, something like Dilla or something, especially being just like a, a black artist. I feel like sometimes we feel like, oh, we need to make hip hop or we need to make neo soul. It's like you can, I don't know, you can make something that's kind of different and kind of cool, but also you can still use those things because i still love hip-hop I still love neo yeah. soul still love all those things do you like growing up playing music playing different instruments producing your own music was rapping and singing always a part of that or did you have to kind of like find what your actual voice would be on record i feel like it was low-key always a part of it but i didn't really take it too too seriously until maybe like high school like the only thing i like always was like I'm going to be a pianist. Like, that was the only thing that I was like, that's what I'm going to really strive to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do have a deep love for singing, a deep love for rapping. And then in college, I got into, like, producing a lot, just listening to a lot of Dilla and Knowledge and all these people. So, yeah, it definitely took time. It was just, like, learning how to sound cool. Or, <laughs> like, yeah. sound like myself. Yeah, and be confident in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How do you approach kind of lyricism and subject matter and how you write in contrast to like how you're putting a song together sonically? I know I just kind of talk about life, just everyday stuff. A lot of my songs just have like biblical references because I just grew up in church. Yeah. So I find that stuff most relatable to me. But yeah, just trying to like draw from everyday things. A lot of this was like a chunk of this album was made during covid so there's just a lot of references of just being in the crib and just being like, dang, like, wish I was outside. And kind of just like themes of longing and trials and tribulations and all, I feel like that we all went through in 2020. Yeah, I just try to talk about normal stuff. I don't know, stuff like that people can relate to. I feel like one thing I've seen in your, both your music, but also kind of like you as just a musician is like an openness for collaboration. And I feel like you work with a range of artists. I've seen you on stage with a number of other artists just kind of playing keys or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And I know that's just kind of in some part, in some parts like an extension of growing up in Brooklyn, some parts an extension of going to Berkeley. But I also know like through, you know, you connected with Luke who you have, you've collaborated with mm. through the internet. Like I wonder kind of how you approach community building as it relates to your music yeah i feel like i just love working with people i feel like it's funny because i also love working with people and i also just love 
only making music by myself. It's like a weird like balance because especially like making music with Luke, we instantly connected. I feel like once he just sent me a pack of drums and then I was like, oh yeah, we're in this. And then we just made like 10, 20 beats within like a couple months. But yeah, other times I'm like, yeah, just rather just like sing, rap, play keys, produce, like the whole do everything. Yeah. So I feel like it's a little bit of a balance, but I also just kind of want to make something that exposes one group of people who listen to that genre to another group, you know, like get the jazz heads listening to like, you know, oh, I mess with like I'll listen to Phoebe now or yeah. Phoebe Bridgers or just like Duster or something like more alternative. And yeah, and the indie people like hip to, you know, more jazz, alternative, weird stuff. So I feel like now calling myself like the avatar, <laughs> like just like a, the just bringing all the nations, yeah. you know, in the least like bragging way. Just trying to well, do something like that. I think the best way to do that is also by playing live. Yeah. And I know on on the tail of the record, you also went on tour. Yeah. Which was your first headlining tour? First headlining tour. Yeah. It was very crazy. Yeah. Like, how did that feel? And do you feel like you accomplished what you, what you just said in terms of, like, bringing mm. those different groups of people together in the same room? Yeah. I think I did. I think I, it was definitely like an uphill battle sometimes, just as most tours are. But in the end, I feel like I just met a lot of people and got to connect with a lot of people, which was really fun. Playing in cities I've never played before. Just bringing all the homies along with me, which is, yeah. I feel like, the most fulfilling part. Just playing music with... Most of the band was like from college, from Berkeley. A couple of the people I went to high school with, which is great to be able to make music with people you've known for four, eight years, you know? So, yeah, and I'm just continuing to try and still do that. Just, I feel like even, like, with people who might have opened for the shows and things like that, just trying to pick, like, a wide array of artists and musicians and people who play different type of stuff that's not necessarily, like, the type of music I make. Yeah. I feel like that's the goal, just to, like... Velcro, everything. Yeah. Mm. I like that. All right. So to play out the interview, we'll have yeah. the performance. Oh, but I'll fire. set you up to kind of outro. And so you can introduce the performance. Oh, fire. And then we'll just go into it. Fire. So while we have you here. Yeah. Would love to have you perform a track for us. Let's go. If you can pick a song and let us know why you're picking that song and what kind of that song means to you. Yeah, probably do like Still Trying. It's the last song off the record. I think it's just like Bad Emotional. It's just like a pretty song. Just like close out everything. Kind of like the, I don't know, the, the bow on the top. But yeah, it's just about, it's literally about Still Trying, just getting through. Life is hard. Just looking towards something bigger than yourself. Whether that be, I mean, for me, that'd be like God or something. For anyone else, just like, you know, family or just like something you're passionate about. So, yeah, still trying. Still trying. We all still trying. We're still trying. <laughs> Facts. Thank you for being here, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. 
It's good. I'm Cisco Swank. This is uh, Still Trying for Not 97 Studio Sessions. Yeah. 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 I hope the flow up to par. Leave the crib, but the phone never charge. Since a kid, mom told me I'm a star. I know my dreams ain't really that far from us. Pierce through like light in the dark. But I still don't understand it all, yeah. I don't understand it all. I know the bros got my back when I fall, yeah. Faith of a sea to go far. Last year was like a blur, can't recall quarantine. Bro, I had my back against the wall. Some of y'all move crazy, not appalled by it. <laughs> no bias, I found peace when it's most quiet. Bro, I'm wary of my faults, but I'm still trying. And I'm still crying, and I'm still trying, and I'm still trying, yeah. I still don't understand it all. Yeah, I still don't understand it all, yeah. Still don't, yeah, yeah. And I'm still trying, and I'm still crying, and I'm still trying, and I'm still trying, trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not 97. Cisco.